You are listening to the Delta Green Scenario, Visid by Dennis Detweiler. You can learn more about Delta Green at deltagreen.com and support future material at patreon.com slash Detweiler. Welcome to the Role-Playing Exchange. This is Noah, and I am running a Delta Green Scenario for uh, Adam, Aaron, Nathan, and Patrick. Say hello, guys. Hello, guys. Hi, guys. Hello. Uh, this is, uh, Operation... (laughs) Coming to a a robot? Through Redshift. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, Operation Malta. Um, so, uh, at 5.45 a.m. on the morning of October, uh, 2014... Uh, Ernesto Torres, uh, employed as the delivery driver for the Seattle Times, discovered the body of Dr. Tybalt Greaves, a uh, 59-year-old Caucasian male deceased, lying in the open uh, on the driveway of 24th Drive Southeast Mill Creek, Washington. Crows had gathered in the dim light to pick at the body, which was laying on its back in a bathrobe. Uh, Greaves has sustained wounds to the mouth, neck, and face. Uh, according to phone records, Torres called the Mill Creek police at 5.49 a.m. and two units responded by 6.01 a.m. Since the door was open, they identified themselves as police and entered the premises. Torres was detained but not placed under arrest. He was not and is not a suspect. Two officers, Officer Michael Grant uh, and Officer Jeffrey Daly, entered the Greaves residence and located another body, later identified as Amanda Amber Griffin, uh, Greaves' live-in girlfriend. Her mouth was covered in blood, which had congealed to a blue-black pile, and her skin had turned to a light blue. The house was cordoned off, and detectives and a crime scene unit were dispatched to the location. At 6.22 a.m., the Snohomish County Medical Examiner, Dr. Lewis Stubbs, arrived, and along with detectives, entered the house. After an examination, photographs were taken by Detective Emily Dunser and her team, and the Griffin body was bagged and loaded. While this was going on, the ME was called outside by the crime scene photographer to the body of Greaves, which had begun to decay at a rapid rate. Over a period of eight minutes, it collapsed into a blue-black goo, like hard candy, smelling of chlorine and honey, leaving only a hand and feet. Um, there's a series of photographs covering most of this startling disintegration along with timestamps showing how rapid it was. Stubbs and his team struggled to bag the body and seal it, but rem- what remained of Greaves matches none of the initial crime scene photographs. Stubbs then re-entered the house to find Detective Dunster taking bo- photos of small bloody footprints in the kitchen. Uh, fo- small bloody footprints, yes. Uh, near the location of the Griffin body. These prints, smaller than a toddler, uh, seemed deformed and misplaced in spacing, but clear toe marks indicated at least one of the tracks was human. Stubbs, thinking a child might be in the house or another body, followed the rough pattern of tracks to the wall near the oil burner, which he realized was on a hinge swinging freely. Beyond the oil burner, a secret door was found built in what had once been the garage. Inside, Stubbs recognized a biohazard lab containing hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment, air scrubbers, and an air conditioner that maintained negative air pressure. At Stubbs' insistence, all all present were rushed outside. The CDC and FBI were alert. After a terse phone call, no one was permitted to leave the scene. 
under the orders of Police Chief Bob Crannell. By 8.40 a.m., agents of the CDC had arrived with, along with the FBI and Homeland Security, as well as local news reporters. A cordon was established, two families were moved out of nearby structures, and a biohazard tent was built around the house. Everyone present, including the newspaper delivery men, were removed to nearby Providence Medical Center and tested, the, tested by the CDC for anthrax and other weaponized strains of infectious diseases. By 11.30 that uh, evening, all present were cleared of any known pathogen and released. After a brief examination of the lab in a full-seal Raykal suit at 10.21 a.m., Dr. Roberta Kane, a CDC infectious disease analyst and Delta Green friendly, contacted Delta Green, alerting, to, alerting them to the odd nature of the case. Wheels were set in motion, and Operation Malta was activated. That is you guys. So you are on your way to... Uh, to Seattle to uh, investigate. Huh. So uh, it is now. Let me make sure there's nothing else. Uh, by the time of your arrival, it should be October 3rd. Uh, yes so you will all arrive uh in uh mill creek washington uh sometime on october 3rd 2014 is there anything you would like to requisition or otherwise obtain beforehand well given that we're dealing with potential biological hazards and vectors i'm assuming you know nice full suite of full body condoms um everyone's getting their shots that kind of thing as soon as okay. possible so yeah, you know that is uh that is within reason is uh i'm assuming that or is there any like anything i can get to check for anything that might be like exclusive chemical or uh, like chemical testing kits, uh, that's not too difficult to get your hands on. Um, I would say that, uh, Dr. Gould would probably have yes. something along those lines or be able to get those pretty easily being a CDC, um, employee. Probably I'd be able to, rather than have it directly requisition it from the local university hospital, say. Yeah, something along those lines. The, the medical equivalent of walking in, showing a badge, and saying, give me your car. Only it's a, it's a mass spectrometer. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, we should also probably introduce ourselves for the listeners at home. Yeah. Go ahead and introduce your characters. Uh, okay, so I'm playing... Um, hi, this is Patrick, by the way. So you have a voice to put to the name? No, hang on backwards. Uh, I'm playing Dr. Madeline Gould. She is a rather unassuming uh, woman with a CDC badge. Um, she has uh, some of the tan left from her African uh, experiences left over. Um, and she's sort of wrapped up quite cold. Cause it's, what, what time of the year did you say this was? It is October 2014. Very early October. In Washington State. So it's cold. Yes, yes. Okay, so she is suspiciously not pale for the area. Um, Caucasian female, um, mid-30s, blonde hair, mousy tied back, uh, big specs. And 
in terms of the action, she's probably at this point in a car staring out across the grey sea while moody music is playing. All right. What brought you to Delta Green? She doesn't entirely recall. She used to be part of Medicine Sans Frontier, Doctors Without Borders, um, working to fight the HIV-AIDS epidemic in Africa. Now, one of the big parts of fighting HIV-AIDS in Africa is you're actually fighting faith healers. You need to tell them that no prayer doesn't work, lemon and garlic doesn't work, antiretrovirals work, and you have to spend a lot of time engaging with them and showing them that it works. So um, she found this compound that was reportedly curing people of their HIV-AIDS symptoms, uh, and she was obviously convinced that it was a fraud. And she went there, and she left there quickly. And now she has decided she doesn't like going in the field, and she has transferred to the CDC because it's mostly a research role, uh, and there is a green sticker on her dossier. Nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, Adam, you want to go? Or... <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take the volunteer. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Hello, I'm Adam. I will be playing Saul Hudson. I am a, uh, a Green Beret. I'm 34 years of age. I've kind of been in the been in the army since I got out of high school. Um, I uh, encountered the mythos when doing a rescue mission in Afghanistan to retrieve a asset from the field. And uh, retracing the asset steps, I encountered a a village that uh, worshipped a primal deity and a firefight ensued and uh, I got to see a little bit of their god I guess you could uh, or say or I got to see something supernatural at least some of the, the guys exhibited powers that were beyond uh, my comprehension um, I eventually fled with what was left of my team and uh, as luck would have it encountered my assets uh, in the area while waiting for backup, and uh, ever since then, me and members of my squad have uh, went elsewhere, but have kind of uh, got a new job, I guess you could say, with uh, Delta Green. All right. Uh, Aaron, you uh, want to go ahead? No, I'm going to go. Go next. Uh, this is Aaron. I'm playing Agent Brian Baker. I am an ATF officer or agent. I'm not sure what the correct nomenclature is. But, uh, I became a Delta Green agent because you know how during the raid on the Branch Davidians, they said, well, we could have nabbed Koresh at any point because, well, he liked to jog and they could have grabbed him without the standoff. Uh, we tried that with a cult leader. He grew a whole bunch of extra parts he wasn't supposed to have. Uh, six shots from three different handguns didn't put him down until eventually it did. We burned the body, and not long after that, I was contacted by Delta Green. The rest of the uh, task force that I was on for active duty anymore. Nice. Yeah. Right. And uh, Nathan? 
This is Nathan. I'll be playing FBI agent Marcus Tell. He joined Delta Green after investigating a sex trafficking ring and after a raid on it, uh, all of the people leaving it had the same eyes. The men and the women were all the same blank look. <laughs> Following that, he was contacted shortly after. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Eyes, you say. Uh, okay. Oh. Yes, I'm that unoriginal. That's well, fine. That's fine. Don't, don't feel bad. No, oh, I wasn't making fun. Noah probably caught my reference to my character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Kaligati? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, where would you like to start first? You have all arrived in uh, Mill Creek, Washington. I assume you're all together in some shape or form. Um, you're working for the uh, official Delta Green Special Access Program. Um, so this has been passed down from high up. You have been tasked together into a working group okay. um, as a part of the investigation of uh, Dr. Greaves and uh, what was it uh, Amanda uh, Amanda Griffin's uh, death. I would, my character would probably be. Um, of course, uh, I guess we all had to fly out there. It was such a hurry, so I would be going through the proper channels, getting my uh, equipment and uh, weaponry that I requested uh, okay. lined up. But also, I didn't get to ask this earlier. I meant to. Like, are we going to? Uh, I would have also requested um, dark lights for mm. for this mission to uh, like some. Um, I guess like CSI. Fluidy kind of. So you would want uh, luminol and black lights with the the glasses and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's not a, a problem. That'd be um, just a part of like a, a crime scene investigation sort of kit. So. Okay. okay. So once I got that, I would be uh, making my way to the scene. Quick question: You mentioned the male body disintegrated. Yes. Did the same thing happen to the female body? Uh, or is, do we know that yet? Uh, do, do, do. <laughs> let me see. Uh, the body was uh, bagged and moved to Snohomish County Medical Examiner's Office. Uh, it was placed in cold storage. Um, with uh, with the idea that Doctor Stubbs, yeah. the uh, the medical examiner. Would perform an autopsy in the following morning. However, with the uh, arrival of the CDC and Homeland Security, um, that has been uh, halted. So the body is still there. Okay. Well, I have a destination. Okay. Because um. I'd like to, I'd like to have one corpse to go on instead of zero. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, can head that way. Uh, yes, Aaron. I can go ahead and go talk to the uh, the police, like the police force. You know, the ones that found the body and everything, and ordered the uh, the evacuation and everything. Okay. Actually, have... the party. Yay! So, actually, what I was I'd, I'd like to interrupt here before we get to uh, Nathan here. I thought we may have met at the crime scene. So our characters have a. We're part of a sale, right? Like we, you are part of a this. working group, yes. So you have all been introduced okay. and everything like that. I'm assuming that you have you have arrived in town probably uh, mid morning 
um, at the a hotel near the airport or something along those lines, and uh, you're going from there. So, I, th- I think that uh, it would be best in my interest in, with that in mind, that if he's going to, if, uh, Patrick, what's your character's name again? Madeline Gould. Madeline. Uh, if Madeline is going to uh, examine the body, I may actually, uh, like, just join her there, even though that's a little bit out of my area. But I kind of feel uncomfortable, uh, you know, at least not having two people in one place. Okay. Uh, Nathan, what, sure. what would you like to do? Uh, I will follow Aaron and join him talking with cops. Okay. I will let him lead, and I will mostly just be observing. Also, a uh, quick question, real quick, is now that DG is legitimate, I'm assuming working group is the new term for cell? Uh, That's what I've figured, but... That is the term that Caleb has used. I think I've just kind of adopted it. It would be like a cell working group. Yeah. Joint no, task. Yeah. Joint task or something along those lines. Yes, because technically sense, we yeah. don't belong to a separate agency. We belong to our own agencies. And then like interdepartmental cooperation means that we're all working together. It just so happens. Yeah. Um, gotcha. So yeah. also sounds less terroristy. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Although if you say counter terror, it's basically magic. Yeah, this is true. Uh, Okay, so we will start with uh, Patrick and Adam. So you arrive at the uh, Snohomish County uh, Medical Examiner's Office. Uh, I produce a small vial of um, menthol, I suppose, uh, and put it on my top lip and then hand it to Aaron's character, Solomon, was it? Uh, so, I'm playing uh, Saul, yeah. Saul, there's something biblical. Uh, here, for the smell. Thank you, and I'll go ahead and apply that under my nose. Uh, okay, so uh, Dr. Lewis Stubbs is a uh, 55-year-old Caucasian male. Um, he has been the uh, medical examiner in Snohomish County for about 15 years, Um he has uh, seen quite a bit in his time, but never something quite like this. Um, let me see. Can we so, know what uh, this is? <laughs> so you, uh, I assume you just kind of show up and say, hey, we're with the, the CDC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the overworked front desk person. Yes, yes. Uh, they send you back. Dr. Stubbs greets you. Um, yeah, so what... Well, you're here to take a look at the the uh, the, the Griffin body. Uh, that's correct. We need to uh, take a full comprehensive examination to identify any possible vectors of infection or the nature of whatever could be happening here. I hope you understand. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, so uh, he he leads you into the back. Um, Nobody say the E word, by the way. Oh, of course not. <laughs> Connective tissue breaking down. Right. Um, so he he tells you about the um, the the Greaves body mm-hmm. um, as he he ta- he walks you back to the uh, the examination room and the the uh, the the lockers. Um, 
tells you that when uh, they first, uh, when the police first arrived, that the body was intact, though highly damaged. Um, uh, it was laying face up out on the uh, the driveway, uh, being pecked at by birds. Um, but within half an hour, it supposedly collapsed into a pool of toxic smelling uh, goo that was undefinable. Um, uh, he says that if you would like, I can get you the the photos of the. Uh, uh, yeah, you can. Help. Yeah, I'd also, um, if possible, um, ask that you put a word out to the local deputies and, and beat police to look out for any bird cadavers on the street, you know, dead birds just lying in the street, because if there's something in the body and birds are pecking at it, we might have some dead birds. And birds are fantastic vectors of infection. All right. Um, trying to get ahead of this thing. Yes. Uh, he also mentions that the remains, the uh, uh the what little remains um, was uh, is it currently in a body bag in deep freeze of Doctor Greaves? So, Would you uh, let me the, see it? so it's basically the only uh, identifiable solid matter was a hand and both of his feet. Um, the rest of it was a uh, the deep black, uh, deep blue, then turned black um, goo that eventually hardened itself into a glass-like consistency. Hmm. Um, So, like, let me make sure I'm getting this straight as well. Um, So there's, like, both bodies, or one body and the um, gooey remains of another. They're they're both at the uh, morgue. They're both currently... um, we have we have the body of the male who is definitely goo, and the body of the female which hasn't been opened yet, but is probably goo. Okay, yeah. I would. Uh, and the the female had uh, wounds around her mouth. That is correct. She had blood around her mouth, which makes me wonder if she was biting. I wonder. Uh, I mean, this this sounds a little strange, but I've seen some sci-fi movies and shit. What if? Something forced its way in, like inside of her mouth. Obviously, I'm not saying this in front of the other doctor. I mean, guy, like, maybe we should look around the mouth to see if there's any uh, tissue damage, and if that's the case, maybe. I mean, I'm not a. I'm, I kind of look over you knowingly and go, you know, uh, my medical expertise isn't in this particular field, but um, perhaps we could check and see what the uh, stomach contents is, maybe. Absolutely. Uh, Would it be possible uh, to see her body? Uh, Yeah, sure. We can can take you back there. Okay. And have you... um any special quarantine procedures in place. We we don't know if she's carrying anything. Uh yeah, we can get you into a um uh get you a, a mask and everything. Um <laughs> and body. So uh he uh he takes you into the back, he pull, he gives you, you know, some uh, uh clean room gear basically. Um, and then rolls out the uh, the remains of uh, uh, Amanda Griffin. Um, she is twenty four year twenty four years twenty four years old, uh, uh, African American female. Um, 
she was uh, Grieve's live-in girlfriend. Um, <laughs> so yes, uh, around her mouth um, is covered was covered in blood, and as sort of the the blue black uh, goo uh, around her mouth that sort of congealed there. Um, her skin complexion has taken a slight blue tint. Um, but okay. uh, that is about it. There are several, like, you know, looks like maybe uh, bite wounds, something along those lines uh, across her body, but um, that is basically it. Okay. Um, taking tissue samples, so blood, um, skin and deep tissue. Okay. Uh, any any fluids at all? Of course, the blue the blue fluids. Um, no gross structural changes. No hard lumps under the skin or anything like that. Uh, nothing along those lines. You do get glimpses of the same sort of blue black goo, but that mm-hmm. is about it. And the blue black goo around her mouth. Is there any sign of it being corrosive or otherwise degrading the tissue around her mouth? Is it uh, wearing through? Uh, maybe slightly. It, it doesn't seem to have done too much other than kind of harden. Okay. Like I couldn't shine a, a light through a cheek or anything like that. No, um, no. It, yeah. it, her, okay. her body is still mostly intact. Okay. Um, so, uh, um, so Dr. Stubbs is, is um, offering like any assistant that he can. He's he definitely seems sort of interested in, in what is going on here. Um, uh, you can. Who has a a decent human? Oh, I think I think I do. Let me double check. Uh, my human um, score is forty. Okay. Unless we okay. got um, you two, definitely get this sort of um, feeling about Doctor Stubbs that he is uh, incredibly professional. He is um, very much a man of science. Um, but in the process of assisting you and kind of giving you this information, um, you you get this sort of feeling that he, he really wants to know more. Um, but he's not he wants to know more, but he's not really sure if he should. Um, he, he he kind of wants to understand what is going on, but. He doesn't know, like, you you don't know if he would be able to actually handle what he sees. He would be a friendly, but not an agent, for instance, in, in terms of material. Uh, potential yeah, rather than he's, You would think, like, knowing your experience and knowing how the program works, that he could be a friendly, but he's the kind of friendly that could very easily become an operation in the future. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what kind of information you give him, you want to be very careful with that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, obvious question. I can't believe I didn't ask it earlier. Cause of death? Is that anything <laughs> immediately obvious? <laughs> uh, we'll cause of- Her head was removed, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, medically speaking, yeah, cause of death is either going to be listed as blood loss or blunt force trauma. Uh, or uh, I believe it is uh, blood loss, yes. Hmm. Okay, wound somewhere in a in a body or in yeah. She body? she definitely seems to have been attacked. Um, Do we? 
Do we have a scope? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, microscope? Like, uh, like, like a scope we could run down her throat. Oh, like a laparoscope. Into, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or alternatively, I mean, she's a dead body. We can cut. It's all right. We don't have to worry about hurting her. Yeah. What if, I mean... Like, Release into the air. I, I got a real quick one here, too. To I have a laparoscope. It's called a scalpel. <laughs> um, like, if I lean over and kind of waft from her mouth, does this blue stuff... Right now, too, but, like, is there any... I've been around dead bodies before. Is there any other, like... Is there a different smell associated with uh, this shit? Mm, no, she's she's in the the she's on the cooler for the most part. So any okay. sort of smell and stuff like that has been halted to some degree. Um, I mean, obviously yeah, there right, is right yeah there is a scent, but um, you you only get so much through both the the, the menthol and the. Um, Oh, you can the, still smell through the menthol, mate. But the menthol is just to stop you from gagging. Oh. Yeah, you still smell it. Yeah. If you're uh, ready to uh, do any cutting or anything, I can uh, assist. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, Rick, you mind if I, uh, Doctor? Do you mind if I take a moment to uh, discuss something with my colleague before we uh, begin this? And I'm gonna kind of like wait for his nod, and then I'm gonna pull. It, it was Madeline, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, I'm gonna pull Madeline aside. Um, like, I, you know, I, I know we both seen some shit and stuff like that. Um, do like, do you want to leave? Do you want his assistance, or do you want to get him out of the room in case he becomes a uh, a liability? Or whatnot. Like, I, I don't like if you need the help with the uh, the autopsy or at least uh, the surgery. Don't let me um, kill that option for you. But uh, otherwise, like, I, I don't know if uh, it would be a great idea for him to be here. Like, um, he seems um, a little too eager, and I think we all were at one point in time. But uh, you know how that ends. My worry is, you know how the small town cop always hates the FBI guy coming in and taking his stuff. Medics are a little like that. Um, He went pathology, which probably means he's morbid, but not too bad. So, yeah, get him out of your hair. He'll He'll have other things to do. Medics are always busy. Maybe um, we could get him to do a culture on the other body right now, or like to, uh, like, I, I don't know the, the terms. I'm not even going to pretend I do, but like, is there some type of analysis on the other body? Like, we can kind of uh, utilize him in a less, um, like, threatening way, or do you want him not at all? If we call it a consult, he'll probably love it. Um,. Yeah, samples, data, just just sort of throw data at him. So, um, yeah, keep keep him busy with um, temperatures and vital statistics. And if we're drowning him in the meaningless little facts of of examining, okay, so life, which is a day to day thing, I think we could keep him out of his out of our hair like that. Sounds good to me. And then, so, okay. So I will um, 
go up to uh, the good doctor and uh, make those requests that I can't repeat all of them at once. <laughs> Basically, we need to like we need as much like phrasing it as like we have no information here. We need like full medical histories of Doctor Tibbles and Amanda Griffin. We need da 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 da. We need all the information you can give us. Go do that. Go go be helpful. Okay. Um, so yeah, he'll he will go and uh, start pulling information for you guys. Um, uh, he does also let you know. Does Doctor Sybil have a family history of dissolving into goo? Diabetes <laughs> <laughs> uh, works like that. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing quite like that. But yeah, he can pull you some some information. Um, he gets you some of uh, the information on. Um, Griffin's mother, uh, Ophelia Tunney, T-U-N-N-E-Y. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get back to us on that, too. Yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll kind of come back to you guys. All right, Montage. so yep. uh, Nathan and Aaron, you're on your way to uh, the crime scene or quarantine area, quote, unquote. Um, uh you have the uh, say you have the the news on, and you're getting um, reports of uh, there's just you know different news reports going on, uh, and you get one that is a news report of a um, flight one nine one disappearing over uh, Clearwater National Forest, Ohio. Um, uh, it was on its way to, uh, I think it was actually on its way to St. Louis, um, but it lost air control, radar contact with Butte, Montana air control. Um, they're currently uh, proceeding with a, the local authorities are currently proceeding with a um, a search and rescue uh, for the, the crash site. Well, that's probably not connected at all. Nope, not at all. <laughs> totally uh, random. Yep. Uh, on your way, so you uh, eventually arrive at the house, which is, like I said, uh, 24th Drive, Southeast Mill Creek, Washington. Uh the... Here we go. Uh, so, from what you got uh, from your initial kind of briefing is that uh, apparently Greaves bought the house in 2002. Um, it is a small four-bedroom four rambler uh, without a basement at the end of a cul-de-sac, surrounded by high evergreen trees. Um, it has a small fenced-in backyard. Uh, and then at the back of the house... Uh, uh, the back of the house and the houses on the cul-de-sac are surrounded by a green belt and then a drainage stream. So, like, trees and bushes that separate it from, like, the, the road and, and ditches and stuff. Um, uh, da, da, da. Uh, and that's about it. You do know that there apparently has been um, a incredibly advanced uh, bio-research um, like clean room installed in the garage. Huh. Um, uh, walking up to the house, you see sort of like uh, 
the like crime scene signifiers. There's the yellow tape and everything like that. Um, if you, uh, I believe there is police outside. Yeah, there's at least one uh, one police officer, one local police officer, just keeping an eye on everything um, uh, for right now. Gotcha. Uh, so, what would you guys like to do? Um, it's probably not a good idea to walk in and just go under the yellow tape. So, I'm going to go introduce myself to this officer. Okay. Pull uh, up right behind him. Uh, Nathan, I'm sorry. What was your character's name? Marcus. Marcus, sorry. Hello. You would be. Uh, It'd be Agent Tell if you want to go by yeah. his. Sorry. Okay, gotcha. Uh, is you said it's early morning. Uh, yeah, it'd be about mid morning, so maybe like uh, nine or ten. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna walk up to him. Uh, morning, officer. How are you today? Um, doing all right. Can I help you? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pull out my badge. Uh, my name is I am Agent Baker from the. Uh, from the ATF, this is Special Agent uh, Tells. We are here to uh, investigate. Investigate, just make sure everything here is, you know, safe. And uh, you guys are. I'm sure you guys are. You're, doing with, a great job. Uh, you're with the uh, the the CDC and DHS people. Uh, sort of. Yes. All right. We well, are working uh, together. Okay, I just need you to to sign this um, sign-in sheet, and then you can head on inside. All right, no problem. And I will sign it and then hand it off to Agent Tells. Sign it, hand it back. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, he'll uh, he'll take you inside and, and kind of show you around. Um, so, uh, like I was saying, the the house itself, um, four bedrooms. It's it's pretty nice. Um, it was. It was built in about uh, 96 um, and then purchased in 02 by Greaves uh, in cash from uh, fully legal sources. Uh, uh, then uh, he shows you into the... Um, well, first, the first thing you notice is that there is a series of... Um, Plastic solo cups, like overturned on top of the floor, with the um, the, the little right angle measurement uh, sticks that they use in crime scenes. Um, okay. The officer points out that like these are where the uh, uh, doctor, uh, actually uh, Detective Dunster, noticed the uh, the, the footprints. Um, okay. Uh, the okay. Uh, and then uh, over here behind the. Uh, what did they call it? it was they called it something kind of weird. It was like an oil heater. Uh, it was like a stove. Yeah, an oil burner. Um, which behind the oil burner like a, was like a Lamborghini type thing. Is it something you like? You pour oils in for the smell. Uh, like, I ass- like a diffuser sort of. I assume I'm not really sure. It's kind of a weird term to use. I thought um, it may have been something like a uh, like a propane like heating yeah, device like yeah. mounted on the wall. 
Like, Either way, it, it's, um, there is a uh, a secret door that leads into a room inside of the garage that has uh, all sorts of above your like highly advanced um, equipment. Uh, the the lab um, is a large room with no windows and a single door, uh, twenty four by fourteen. Um, and had hundreds of thousands of dollars of modern biological equipment. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, there are extremely advanced uh, and expensive air conditioning and air scrubber units. Um, the room has negative air pressure, meaning that air is pulled in faster than it can escape. Um, the... <clears throat> Uh, all of those air units also have a redundant automatic gas-powered backup. Um, and then uh, most of the work was done in a cabinet laboratory with gloves um, to work on samples within a secure workspace. So it's basically those um, big clear glass cabinets that have the gloves like installed in them that you yeah. can work through. Okay. Oh, okay. Give it to me. Yeah. Like, if you're working with something nuclear or otherwise dangerous. Well, the negative air pressure means that the air in the room is at risk of contamination and they're trying to keep it in. The air pressure in the room would be lower than the air pressure outside the room. So that in the event of a breach, the air is going in, not going out, so the Ebola doesn't go all over Manhattan, say. So, yeah, he's not working on good stuff in there. Spoilers. Yeah. Um... Okay, I'm going to make a... Can I make an ATF roll? <laughs> uh, <laughs> two. I have a rank of 20 in ATF. <laughs> uh, to determine if anything here is... I mean, I get that this is all very... Like, it's all, you know... Not technolo- technologically advanced, but all very specialized stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um... I'm trying to think of what, like, what role I could make to. Oh, you know what? Can I make a pharmacy role. I have that at fifty. Uh, pharmacy. Yeah, or uh, forensics. Uh, yeah, pharmacy or forensics. What's your? Uh, what are the ratings? Uh, pharmacy at fifty, forensics at thirty. Uh, okay. I would say with forensics, or not forensics, but uh, pharmacy. Um. You would recognize that the cabinet is a BSL-4 cabinet, um, which is a highly expensive piece of specialized equipment. Um, but they do have uh, serial numbers that indicate where they are bought from, like who makes them, things like that. Um, so you could potentially trace that. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to get a picture of the serial numbers with my phone. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, from the notes that you got from the the, the your CDC friendly, um, there are uh, there were odd blue white samples that were recovered from the cabinet as well as various notes. Um, these were transferred uh, out of state. Uh, okay. And then uh, it was also noted that there's a a hole in the right glove that goes through into the cabinet as if it had been breached. Um, and then on the inside of the cabinet, there is a thin sheen of blood. Okay. 
Um, We've got the point of infection. Yeah, I was going to say, is there an officer or um, an investigator nearby, like a forensics person? Uh, I will say that if you want, you can make contact with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Well, you could either contact uh, Dr. Gould or you can contact uh, your CDC friendly whose name is uh, Dr. Kane. What I was going to ask is, uh, is there someone who in like uh, basically a biohazard suit who could get that in an evidence bag for me for Dr. Gould to look at later? Uh, yeah, they have, um, they have some of their equipment on, uh, nearby. It was set up as a, like a biohazard containment tent. So they would still have some of that stuff, uh, left over. Uh, I'm going to ask someone to find a way to get that glove into a, you know, like a a clean sealed evidence bag and then gather up some of that blood too, just to look at it. I'm going to, I'm going to ask someone if we can find out. Where out of state those samples were sent to, and can we get them back quickly? Uh, okay. So that'll take some time. Uh, Nathan, do you want to do anything separate from Aaron? Is there an obvious computer in the room? And if not, I guess I could maybe search around the lab itself. <laughs> Don't believe uh, most of the notes and things like that were I believe they're all uh, handwritten and okay. sent off. Uh, let me double check just to make sure. Uh-huh. If they were sent off, you may want to try and get those back too. Actually, no, they do have um, photographs and paperwork exist. Uh I would recommend grabbing every piece of paper in there, just in case it's the bit where he says, I done it, it was me, I was the mad scientist, and this is all my evil plans. (laughs) They sometimes do that. They sometimes do that. (laughs) If I had done it, this is what I would have done. Okay, left his book in there. Steps necessary to spread space Ebola. You never know. It could be a monologue on a sheet of paper. It's true. One day I'll make it all rue the day. Rue the day. Yeah, there are photographs, um, and then there is paperwork uh, about the. There were apparently samples contained in the BSL four cabinet, but those have been shipped out. Yeah. Um, so I don't see anything yeah. about. Uh, Particular, uh, if he had like any computer hard drives or anything like that. So I'm going to assume that he has all that stuff on, like handwritten notes and things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, let's. I guess I can. I'll physically search the lab using search if that gets me anything. And if not, uh, I guess I'll just start collecting paperwork and attempt to say, well, we need to collate all this. We need to sort through it, organize, and then you know, so I can go in a binder to never be looked at again. Right. If we need to. Let me make sure. There is also still... Uh, uh, so you can get that stuff. Um, there's also still the uh, 
footprints or footprints uh, out in the the main um, the main uh, building. Um, they do lead from uh, uh, they the the footprints seem to arc from uh, towards the hallway and the front door, coming from the uh, the lab. So if you take a look at those, yes, I blindly follow the trail of danger. It's it's just a, a simple arc, but um, these they don't look like they're 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 about child size, but they don't really match up with like a child's foot. Yeah. Um. They they sort of have like. The, they're sort of like toe and finger like digits on them, like some are slightly bigger or smaller than each other. It's it's really strange. Yeah. So this is definitely unusual. Yeah. Um, another thing that you kind of notice about the the scene. Um, is that there is not a whole lot of blood in the area. Like, Dr. Graves and uh, Miss Griffin both were killed, and, like, but there there's not a lot of, of blood on the scene. Like, they have, like, known wounds, and there is some blood, but there's not... There's not as much as there probably should be. Okay. I will make a note of that, and uh, I'll go back to the officer and ask him, uh, has anybody looked in the other rooms of the house, or was this the or was this the big glowing ticket? We just sort of started focusing uh, the, on this. The, the only things that, that really seem to uh, stand out so far have been, like, the hallway, like, the, the kitchen, and the, uh, the garage lab. Everything else seems fairly, um, like, nondescript. It was... Pretty, uh, pretty standard. Um, from uh, the neighbors, um, who you can interview, uh, there's not much they really had to say about Doctor Greaves. Um, just sort of a, an older guy who was apparently rich and had like you know a rich guy who liked his floozies would bring home strippers and and other. Um, Socially uh, looked down upon women. Mm. Uh, that's something to ask about. We need to see if they ever saw them leaving. Uh, okay. Uh, so you'd like to go interview some of the uh, the neighbors? Yeah. Uh, uh, Agent Tells, do you want to go interview one set and I can go interview another? Yep. You go left, I'll go right. Yep. And then we can collate. Uh, okay, so uh, Agent Tell, uh, you interview the woman next door, uh, Elizabeth McCready. Um, she is a widower who uh, lives alone, um, and and she basically gives you uh, what? Uh, how are you approaching, uh, Miss McCready? Uh, I'd say 
I didn't introduce myself. Uh, I'd be as very clearly professional as possible, and I try to be. Uh, I'm not trying to be like cold, like uh, like I am government man. Tell me what I want to know. I would, uh, yeah. I'm That's uh, there's. I'm working off of an, an earlier document. I don't think they finalized it yet. So. Yes, she, woman next door, Elizabeth Grady, a widower who lives alone. That's exactly what it says. Look, trans, uh, trans rights are really good in, in Washington if she is a widower. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, she mentions that the she didn't really care much for the doctor. He always seemed very sort of lost or frightened. Um, but... Like that, uh, you know, always always skittish, jumpy. Uh, not necessarily skittish, but always always seem to be kind of worried about something. Um, all right, yeah. It, what is your uh, alertness at? Seventy. Seventy. Okay. Uh, you noticed that um, uh, Miss McCready is holding a a bundle of printed flyers under her arm. Um. So as you're interviewing her, she eventually starts trying to um, recruit you to the Church of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> um, she she begins like talking about how she's you know worried for people's souls and and things like that. Um, uh, but if you ask about her flyers, uh, they're actually uh, missing animal flyers. Therefore. Um, her King Charles Spaniel Estes, uh, who has been missing since October second. October second. Yep. Sorry, I'm forgetting the date. Are we on the fourteenth? Uh, no, you're on the third. Third, and it's 2014. That's what it is. Yes. My bad. Thank you. Okay. Short disappearance time. All right. Uh, I will. I will take a flyer. Uh, Ma'am, uh, this could uh, potentially be related. Uh, thank you for uh, the information you give me, and I will, I will walk away. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Aaron, uh, yes. you go to interview um, uh, another neighbor, Mr. Marcus Postwaith. Uh-huh. All righty. Uh, so what is your your investigative route with this. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to be personable, but professional. Okay. Like I'm just going to walk up to him, offer my hand, uh, Mr. Postalway. Uh, yes, 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 sir. What can I, what can I help you with? Uh, hi. I'm, uh, I'm agent Baker. I'm, you know, looking into the, uh, this whole to do next door. Uh, can I ask you a couple questions? Uh, sure, not at, not at all. What's uh, what do you need to know? Uh, I just want to ask you a little bit about the uh, the doctor. You know, the guy missed or the guy who died. Uh, oh, anything you can tell me? Oh, I mean, uh, he kind of kept to himself. I never really had any issues with him. Um, he, uh, he, I mean, you know, he seemed like a, a kind of wealthy guy. Uh, you know, mm. um, he he. he always have different women coming in and out of his house for a while. But, uh, once that, uh, that younger lady showed up, he, 
you didn't see too much of him. I mean, every now and then. Oh, um, <laughs> I know. Uh, he'd. Uh, they, I guess they leased vehicles or something like that. She'd always show up in a in a different car every couple months. Um, uh, you know, I did I did notice something uh, a ways a ways back. Um, I remember going outside a couple of times and seeing a a brown Lexus, like a a sedan. Uh, it seemed like they were watching the house. So uh, I, I went out and there was a, a woman in it. Um, and I asked, just asked her what she was doing. And apparently she was a uh, a private investigator. But uh, that's, I mean, that this was back like last year, just before Christmas. Um, but that's, that's the last kind of unusual thing. Huh. That's really hmm, strange. Uh, now you mentioned these ladies that he comes home with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see them leave? Oh, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd show up for a night or two, and then they they'd go. I mean, gotcha. It was nothing um, that unusual. About a year ago, that the uh, the lady in the brown Lexus showed up. Yeah, the uh, like I said, she's. She she had a, a a private investigator's badge, so I didn't um, think too much more of it. Any distinct? I'm I know it's since it's been so long, you wouldn't bring you know, remember the uh, the license number, plate number, or anything. But uh, you remember nope. in her name? Any distinguishing characteristics? No, nope, like I said, just a uh, brown Lexus sedan. Uh, I believe. Do you remember the year by any chance? It was, make it was it was last year. It was twenty thirteen. No, I mean the the make the year of the car. Oh no no, that's they all start to look the same after a certain time period. Uh, all right, all right. Um, well, I think that's about. All the questions I have. Uh, did you ever see the doctor bringing anything strange into the house? Uh, any strange equipment? I mean, of course, what he's got going on in this garage is, you know, it's more advanced than your average uh, gra- above the garage meth lab. But anything that didn't look that looked more not normal than everything else. Uh, I remember back when he was moving in. He had a bunch of guys coming in and out. Um, Look, they were doing some sort of like renovations or something like that. But uh, that's about all I really remember. Hmm. Do you, by any chance, know where they were doing the renovations? Uh, no. I just see people coming in and out of the house. Hmm. Well, uh, unless you've got anything else for me, sir, uh, that's probably going to be all I've got for you. All right. Well, uh, if you, if I think of anything else, I'll be sure to, to, to let you know. All right. I will give him my card, shake his hand again, and then turn and walk away. Uh, all right. Uh, one more thing. 
Uh, what is every what is uh, Nathan and Aaron's um, alertness? Um, let me check. Seventy. Seventy. Fifty. Okay. Um. So, uh, you're heading back to your car after getting the information. I'm assuming there's there's not not much more you really want to check out here. Uh, I was gonna grab Adam and throw Aaron with the. Uh, 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 Madeline, so there's still the two and two thing. And then I was going to look behind the woods, maybe for more trail or an animal carcass. Uh, okay. Um, well, uh, both uh, Madeline and uh, Saul are still at the, they're at the um, medical examiner's office at this point. Oh, two separate spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, wrong one. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Well, then uh, I guess we're doing that. So you want to look uh, behind the house? Yeah, I want to. Uh, I want to tell him I, what I noticed about the little footprints and the fact there's an animal missing. Likely means something either got hungry or got out. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, so with your your alertness, you you don't see too much as far as um, animals, other than uh, there are. You can definitely hear that there are crows. That live behind uh, the house in the yeah. uh, the green belt. Okay, uh, I do have a quick question, real quick. Did we ever investigate those extra rooms, or did we just learn that there was um, there was nothing? There, there's there's nothing them? relevant in the other rooms. Okay, I may have just been uh, distracted when when we learned that. I'm sorry. Okay. No, that's fine. So, to the woods. Yeah, so there's a, a, a small uh, strip of, of you know trees and stuff that's behind the house, uh, behind all the houses along the cul-de-sac. And, yeah, the only thing you really notice seem to be um, are uh, the crows. Okay. Are they behaving strangely or? Uh, actually, I will say uh, you do. There are there is one that you can see that seems to have um, blue and white streak uh, in its feathers, hmm. and its uh, head seems to be tilted to one side at at almost all times. Hmm. Um, and huh. then there's a second one that uh, that maybe has something wrong with its wings or something like that. It's it's flying around like. Pretty clumsily, um, it keeps like having to fly back into the trees to like land and rest. Hmm. I'm gonna kind of get a video of that on the phone. Sure. Can I Snapchat that to uh, <laughs> to Saul or Madeline? That is some great <laughs> operational security. Only if you put the dog filter on it. <laughs> yeah. Put, put hashtag Delta Green on it too. I mean, like, we need to get this shit going. Hashtag, hashtag, was, things. hashtag man was not meant to know. Right. Um, <laughs> so if if I get the text message image, um, like first off, Noah, do I get a text message image? If he wants to text you uh, a photo, he can. But I would say, like, actually, like Snapchatting it would be a bit much. No, I'm not going to Snapchat, but you know how most cell phone cameras also have the, the video camera on it? Right, yeah. Could I take a short video? Sure, yeah, that's not a problem. Okay, and then uh, 
Uh, I got a real quick response for you. Okay. Fuck, fucking shoot it. <laughs> like, like we've already, there's already been, to- I've already heard the good doctor talk about, um, like, you know, this, if this is a disease is spreading, this, this could be a vector. Like, I, if you can shoot it, I'd, I'd kill it. And, you know, it's one less bird to shit on a car, if not. You know, so the plan is to open fire in yeah, Seattle I was say, we're, in a suburb. We're government agents, but at this time of day, in this part of the country, <laughs> localized I it entirely. In, yeah, I'm glad you knew where I was going, Noah. Um, that's the thing is I don't. Maybe it's because I okay. Um, like I'm thinking of it like where I live, dude. So maybe if you don't want to just fi- start firing a gun yeah, no, off, this is this is an entirely like suburban area, like opening um, fire. Families nearby with small children, not yeah, small children, children, but like you know junior high. Um, it is actually mostly like older families, but I would say if you wanted to get a hold of like a BB gun or That's like what I was going to do with asking or, if I can. Uh, a twenty-two or something like that. That wouldn't be like that difficult. Yeah, but uh, opening fire with your, your standard issue sidearm like a, is is not. Yeah, firing a Glock's not going to go well. Um, oh, all right, let's see if I'm getting a BB gun. I'm gonna can I send uh, Agent Tell for one? Uh, yeah, you guys can do that. And uh, while you guys are trying to get birds, uh, we're gonna jump back over to uh, Patrick and Adam. Madeline, would you believe that this pussy won't shoot a fucking bird? Anyway. <laughs> All right. So um, you are still at the uh, the coroner's office. What are you? You've been getting like some samples and some medical histories and stuff like that. What else would you like to do? So I want to examine Madeline's injuries. Um, she looks like she was biting, and looks like she was being bitten. Now, right. what sort of size thing was biting her? You can sort of tell from the bite wounds. Human, animal? Um, it was small, but it definitely seemed human. It, it's closer. The closest approximation would be like a, like a human mouth, like maybe a small human mouth. But, that's, okay. but it's, it's kind of hard to tell. Okay. Um, and an autopsy doesn't reveal any uh, any irregularities that would turn up in a routine but somewhat intensive medical examination of a body. Uh, so it, there is some strangeness. Um, she doesn't have a whole lot of blood in her. Mm-hmm. Um. And a lot of her internal tissue seems to have been turning that same sort of uh, blue, blue-black kind of color. Okay. Um, the same sort of uh, coloration as like her skin tone and the um, the initial uh, remains of Doctor Greaves. Right. Okay. So my initial worry. Is that breakdown of hemorrhage of um, connective tissue like that puts me somewhat uh, in mind of a uh, hemorrhagic fever? 
Um, so what you're noticing isn't so much, uh, it's not breaking down, uh, quite like a decaying body. Um, it's, there's, there's some very strange things like it's, it's not decaying all that quickly. Um, and, uh, do you, uh, have you taken any sort of, uh, you've been taking samples and everything like that, correct? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say, uh, what's your biology at? Uh, 60, bi- 60 biology. Okay. So I will say in your, your, in the course of your examination, um, you, you pull some samples, uh, and you, begin running them through like a, a battery of tests. Um, so with uh, a 20 in biology, which there's a 20 and a 40, uh, the, the cells that you pull um, definitely have human characteristics, but uh, you find some that seem to have a carbon dioxide based life cycle. Um, the, the, these particular Which cells are extremely they're extremely resilient and uh, the cells have an almost plant-like cell wall surrounding the, the core like cell membrane. Um, with uh, biology of 40, uh, you learn that the cells seem to react uh, to changes in light. Um, mm-hmm. Ultraviolet B uh found in sunlight uh, seems to be fatal uh, to the cells, um, causing them to vibrate, uh, heat, and explode. Once the internal cell material breaches the cell wall and is exposed to ultraviolet B, it begins to harden into a thick blue crystalline material. So that is... So he melts because he's inside. She's in the house... And stays in the bag, yeah. And stays intact. Yes, uh, you can. Uh, you can roll me sand, by the way. Ooh, goody. Because uh, I just discovered vampires. Uh, D hundred one. Yeah. Fifteen out of sixty-four. Fifteen out of sixty-four. Mm-hmm. Uh, take one. Am I stupid enough in science where I don't understand what the fuck's going on? What's your biology? <laughs> None. None. Okay. Yeah. You don't know. You're just standing there. You're you're I'm you're pitching. here to shoot things. I, I'd shoot a bird right now. Um. Just yeah. Play. So yeah, this is extremely extremely weird. It is a a different type of life form that is inside of this this woman's body. Um. And from your 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 testing and things like that, you can tell that it is. If when exposed to sunlight, it will begin to decay and yeah. and melt into the the hardened like glass like substance that was eventually Doctor Greaves. Sure. If if possible, I'd like to study maybe under a, like a slide on a microscope piece of her tissue next, like which is close to um, the blue stuff to see if it's parasitizing it, converting it. I just want to get a little uh, view of it in action, if possible. Uh, yeah, so um, you you pull it out, you, you put it under like a comparative microscope, 
and you're you're getting um yeah basically sort of uh an a predatory assimilation sort of sort of effect going on okay so so oh good she's going to get up again uh doc i i'm picking up bits and pieces of this um what's what's incinerate this fucking thing like i i there's nothing good to no. come of this what we need to do sergeant whatever your rank is sorry uh, sergeant, sergeant sounds good um we need to transfer her to a larger facility in a car with big windows What if this is incineration leaves a record? If something happens to the medical specimen in transit, oh dear. Can we that happens. I mean so you want this thing to be live, so to speak, when our I'd like her to be exposed to sunlight. Yes. Okay. Well I've... I don't want my name to appear on the, the records that indicate I disposed of medical specimens mm. in the middle of an investigation. I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of. I guess I'm kind of old school. Uh, well, what's you? Would you care to let's check that stomach out real quick? To oh, good point. Good point. Yes. Um, we'll make, we'll make the final decision if there's a a uh, xenomorph in there. I've I've seen. No, I mean, uh, examination of her stomach contents. Just re- it's bog standard. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit of food, some bile, yeah. stuff like that. So when you said blood in her mouth. I was sort of wondering if she bitten him. So it might be no. human flesh in there, but if no, okay. No, the any samples of the the blood, like the actual mm. uh, red blood, is hers. Okay, I, I will document. I'll take pictures, but for the most part, like I'm aware that I'm in somewhat hostile territory, so not too detailed. Um, and then um, bring in the medical examiner. Um, okay. And uh, I'm going to try and drop the book on him. Should we also, real quick question. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I did a little hydroponics in high school, I guess you could say. But, um, like, should we get some um, grow lights down here to uh, surround the corpse with in the meantime? We'd have a hard time justifying that to the coroner. Yeah, for he can, like, um <laughs> He can he can daydream all he wants. Like I, there's um, like you know he he takes his orders from us, and this will be another mystery for his memoirs. Possibly, I mean, if you're wanting to keep it in a lighted area to contain whatever you have, then no, no, uh, you misunderstand me. Um, I was saying that light destroys it, but the um, hostile agent is still active within her. Okay. And to be deactivated, and we know that sunlight deactivates it. Okay. So my suggestion is that we light it up to sterilize uh, it. Okay. Let's see what would be. Uh, can send both of you. Okay. Give me int time five. Int times five. Yes. All right. Roll that beautiful bean footage. That's 80. Okay, just checking the 16, I made it. 74 out of 85. Okay. Um, oh, your your timeline for your initial documented timeline um, was 5.45 a.m. Ernesto Torres uh, discovers the body. 
Um, that is that real is early morning, morning, so there's not. Gonna, I'm getting some. I'm getting you echoing through Micah. Yeah, I I muted him. It's good for now. Yeah, yeah, that fixed it. Okay. It was it was echoing you, but showing up as from him. Okay. Uh, so. Sorry. Yes, the timeline. So that your timeline, five forty-five a.m. That's like just at dawn. Like it is mm. incredibly dim, dim light. Um, by the time that the coroner, the the medical examiner, and the detective showed up, it was six twenty-two. Um, and that is when the body began to disintegrate and turn into a the hard candy-like object. So. As the sun rose, that's when it dissolved. So it's direct exposure uh, to UVB will disintegrate the thing in a matter of minutes. Mm. That is what you guys realized. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the idea. Um, I was just worried that if the blue agent is converting her into, let's just call it a vampire, that but. <laughs> Our vampire friend isn't getting up from a bag of goo. Is right. Another bag of goo. Right. No, exactly. I'm just saying that uh, that is what you guys realize is that the process of exposure to UVB is going to take a matter of minutes. It's not going to be like uh, a a real long time to get rid of this thing. That's why my sort of argument was we just go, okay, we need to transfer it somewhere. And then we just drive with the sunroof open. (laughs) I just I get this image of you. Your rental was a a, a drop top, like a corbel. So you just toss the body in the back seat. Bye. Full weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing life is a highway. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so how would you? And just to, just give me some context about the place we're in. This is like a medical examiner place. So it's, it's like a, a uh, part of a, a attached to a larger hospital. Is it? Uh, I don't believe so. I believe it is a standalone. Uh, I can actually... Because my my tactic here is like to come in and then drop the medical equivalent of the Patriot Act on him and say, <laughs> you don't have the facilities. We need to transfer her to somewhere with the facilities. Here are the forms to have a corpse given to me. That's, you don't have you the medical friends to stop me. I didn't quite hear that. What, Noah? Or, oh, I guess, sorry. Oh, I was saying you cite the CDC then. Center for Digital. I am the CDC. Scream about level three quarantine. <laughs> and oh, no, no, no. I'm, I am very pointedly calm in the way that suggests that you should also be very deliberately and pointedly calm because there is nothing wrong, sir. Please stay calm. Sir... <laughs> yeah, so the uh the medical examiner's office is a standalone facility. Uh from what I can tell, it's also near near the Snohomish County Airport apparently too. So that's odd. Um never know when you need to throw a body out of a plane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, laying down the the CDC law to like get the body is not a problem yeah. at all. Um, 
just uh, how are you going to handle the uh, the doctor's curiosity now? Are you going to maybe bring him in as a friendly, or are you just going to like shut him down a hundred percent? I'm for shutting him down. Um, I'll be I'll shut him down, but be sort of professional. Just be like, thank you for your thank you for your help. You know, I'm not just being like fuck off, but like, thanks for working with you. This could have been a lot more painful than it was, and I appreciate the lengths you went to. Here's my card. We'll probably meet at a conference sometime. We'll have a beer. Right. Okay. Like, I am a human. Please don't think of me as as a you know. Because if we just be like, fuck off, we are the men in black, he's going to go, oh shit, that was the men in black. <laughs> right, okay. So, yeah. so, uh, uh, what kind of, you want to just want to load it into a, a, into your vehicle, into a requisition, a, um, one of the medical office, uh, transports? Yeah, yeah, something like that. <clears throat> okay. So yeah, if we're hauling this thing, I would like to, um, <sighs> like, I want to kill switch on this thing. So, mm-hmm. um, when the vehicle gets here, we'll use some, uh, DC kind of converters or do something. I want to, I want to rig up, um, lights, you know, like dark, like the UV lights that, uh, <laughs> if, I don't know, I'm just, do you wanna you wanna set up a UVB light rig? Yeah, it's called the sun. What is it? Daytime? Yes, we got here in the morning. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's the. You have a a black light. I don't know if that. No, I don't have light. a. I don't have UV lights. I mean, I don't, I don't have a. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, so you great. could you can buy UVB bulbs. Can we get the bullets from ultraviolet? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> UV bullets. Um, Which was it ultraviolet that movie or was it Underworld? I think that was Underworld. Um, yeah. What else do you guys want to do? I'll say you you have the body. You can um, we have you the, can get rid of the body pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. My 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 plan is basically like we're going to drive off in the general direction of the hospital, and then like once we're out of town, pull alongside the river, and then just like open the back <laughs> bag of okay. goo goes in the river. Once it's goo. I'd, I'd like the way you think, sir. You're a great man. Uh, okay. Throw the goo in the river, light the river on fire. <laughs> we don't need two rivers in this town. Are there two rivers? I don't know. Uh, what are What are you going to do with the, uh, the van when you're done? Uh, Call for somebody to pick it up. <laughs> Well, we, can still, we, can, we can still drive around. We can just be like, okay. <laughs> Put it on Craigslist. No, I mean, like that's how. I mean, we can like then take it to like hook up with the um, the house crew. Okay. Uh, just stick a brick on the uh, on the accelerator and send it into the nearest lake. Uh, there. I mean. They're are gonna come asking about that that van. The, oh, the we'll examiner eventually, but like we yeah. need to. I mean, you can use it for now. That's fine. It's just, I don't. It's just, it's just as suspicious to immediately return it. Like you didn't drive long enough to go to somewhere special. Yeah, okay. you drove enough to go to Shady River. <laughs> this yeah. is gonna be like the scene 
an office space where they took a copy of machine out into the a field. <laughs> into the, the field, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so you guys can go and do that. Meanwhile, uh, that is going to take some time. Uh, now we're going to come back to Team Bird. Who are dealing with the oh so threatening crows. And we acquired BB gun and or crossbow. Slingshot? <laughs> M60. Roman candles? Uh, let me look at the requisitioning rules in the agent's handbook and see what you can... Navy Crockett Academy. Literally, I could just send Agent Tell to Academy to get an air rifle. Yeah. No, yeah. If you want to get an air rifle, that's not a problem. Catch them in your teeth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I should have taken athletics. He's going to take a throwing knife. So, all right. So, if you can give me a, a couple of firearm checks, if you want to attempt to kill the crows. <laughs> I'm going to shoot this goddamn crow with an air rifle. Dice stream loads. God damn it. Dice stream. 66 out of 70. Oh my god. Okay, so you you dead eye one of the uh the odd crows first. Uh give me an odd or even. Uh even. Uh okay. So the the crow you nail uh it's the one with the the blue and white feather that made it really easy to uh, to see, so you mm-hmm. could you could take it down pretty quickly. Um, do you go and uh, and pick it up? Um. <laughs> I get a I get a bag and a stick and I force it in there that way. I'm not gonna. You're not, I just, I'm just gonna say, hey, don't don't touch it. <laughs> okay, so uh, you you get close to it as you're about to like put it into the little the little. Like plastic bag or like the trash yeah. bag that you have, um, and you notice that there are like uh, next to its its strangely colored feathers. There's this sort of odd scaly growth uh, on its neck, uh, sort of like a, a sore that is causing the uh, the feathers to fall out. Um, they uh, they have a a wave. Uh, they're like a, a wave of of scale like extrusions, um, but you can't really you can't really make out what they what they look like. They just kind of look like a, a scaly spot on its neck. Hmm. Hmm. Alrighty then. Uh, do you want to look closer? <laughs> yes. Yeah, all right. Do you sure. Want to taste it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not touching it. It's fine. Clearly, you just kind of no, no. You 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 bend down to to look at it, and yeah. here, take my magnifying uh, glass. Are both of you looking at it? Yeah, let's both look at it. Okay, uh, give me sand checks. There we go. Of course, seventy three. That's a failure. I'm waiting for fifty one out of fifty five. I'm fine. Everything's okay. fine. This is great. Okay, so 
So, Agent Baker, you you like, all right, well, this is weird. I've heard of weirder things, but this is pretty strange. Um, Agent uh, Agent Tell, you're this is this is just not right. Uh, the scales um, are fingernails, uh, human fingernails. They look exactly like a a regular like just a plate of human fingernails covering this crow's neck. Well, uh, ah. you take uh, one sand loss. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, so that's a thing. Um, there's still crows flying around. <laughs> Should we bring another one down to see if it's got the fingernails too? <laughs> uh, 65 out of 70. 65 out of 70? Okay. Uh, you managed to, to nail the other kind of unusual one. Um, this one, uh, it plops down, um, and it, it also has a sore on its, uh, its abdomen with, um, some, some odd lumps. Uh, when you go to, to pick it up or like, you know, to push it into the sack, yeah. uh, give me a sand check or well, either those are just him. anybody who's getting close enough to put it in the bag. All right, that's on you, buddy. You've got the bag with the first crow in it. 76 out of 59. 76 out of 59? Yep. Okay. Uh, Those aren't lumps. Those are fingers. Uh, It has the first three digits of a a human hand uh, growing out of a a sore. Um, So... What do you think, Agent Tell? You want to go for number three? Uh, you take two. Fair enough. Uh, oh yeah, that was another question. How are the other like? Uh, were there other birds that looked weird, or were there like other ones normalish? You you only really saw two. They're acting okay. strange, but from the report, there was like a couple of crows eating, like pecking at um, Doctor Greaves's body. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, so it's a, a human hand. Or like half of a human hand growing out of a bird. Um, what uh, are you gonna do anything with it? Uh, put it in the bag and say, "Well, I know why I couldn't fly anymore." <laughs> well, it's because you shot it. But... No, no, I mean the, this was the one that was <laughs> this was the one that was always uh, trying to fly, getting tired and coming back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, I was thinking. Uh, I get a third sack for the stick that we've been poking them with because that's not that's not just going back into the forest. The stick also has fingers on it. Ah! Well, this was uh, this is expounding quickly. We may be um, going to... oh. more crows down because I don't want you to lose any more sand. So. Oh. Uh, all right. Um, if me, you're you're kind of shaking. Give me a. <laughs> Uh, give me a forensics roll. Uh, either of you, really. Where did you I hide the rope? 20. 30. Um, I have it at... Let me find forensics. Forensics starts with a P. No, it doesn't. It starts with an F. What? <laughs> I, have it, I have it at 32. It's not PH. It's F. I want, I want PH forensics. Part. Forensics. The uh, worst part is I'm an English major. 
Uh, you can do either forensics or biology, I would say. Uh, I don't think I have any. I have no biology. Yeah, I made somebody who's meant to talk to people. That's fine. Here, I'll, I'll roll forensics, I guess. 34 out of 30. Nothing. You want to try and roll forensics? Yeah, I know. Yeah, if you want, you can certainly roll it. 93. Luckily, we're in the, oh, we're in the forest. You guys, there are, there are leaves on the ground. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, you're 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 weirded out by the the bird with fingers on it. You just kind of like, all right, I think we're done here. Let's fucking go. Uh, all right. Uh, I will say by this point, it is getting to be the afternoon. Um, uh, do you want to try and get any more information? Like, try and get any more documentation on uh, the the crime scene? Talk to anybody? Anything like that? Any of you? Uh, I'd like to take a cell phone picture of those footprints we saw. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did we get did we get the paperwork that was around? Because I'd like to get all of it as much as I can. Let me make sure because. Uh-huh. This might be a weird question, but does anyone have accounting? Uh, no, I don't. I almost took accounting. I only have it at base. Yeah, just thinking because like all this, all this money comes from somewhere. Yeah, we got the serial Did he make the serial numbers? We got a serial number. Yeah. Um, we could also bureaucracy to dig through. I I have bureaucracy at 40, so... Where's the... Right up on the lab, here we go. Uh, Samples. Uh, Only photographs and paperwork exist describing the samples. Um, So I believe uh, everything as far as uh, the actual... um, the actual samples that were in the the uh, biohazard can, cabinet, and any of his notes were uh, all packed away and shipped out. All right, and then I think we asked to get them back with the samples. Remember exactly though. Uh, if you would like to uh, requisition those samples, um, you can certainly attempt that. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to try and requisition his samples and uh, his notes. Uh, okay. In- Mm-hmm. So paper- you are notified. Did he refer to the stuff as anything in what little paperwork is left? Yeah, what, that's a good what, question. Is, what does he call it? Uh, I believe. The... Immerse me, Noah. Uh, where did it go? Satan's genes. Uh, what? Is that? <laughs> uh. <laughs> He is, refers to it. He refers to it as um, any sort of like notation you can get, um, which uh, there's not a whole lot, but you do get. Um, he refers to he is working on ARD fifteen uh, culture, like a uh, like a, a uh, you know a a, a bioculture. At some point, we're going to need to figure out where he got that from. Or we're also going to have to figure out what happened to ARDs 1 through 14. That too. Uh, He also uh, refers to it as uh, Blue Blood. 
Looks like we've got a mystery on our hands, gang. Uh, so you you call oh, up the the uh, the CDC because they're the one that that shipped out the uh, the samples and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And you get some terrible, terrible news. Mm-hmm. So uh, the you know, the samples uh, were sent out on uh, CDC secure flight. One nine one. God damn it! So uh, the flight that it's only Ohio. (laughs) It's uh, Idaho. Idaho. Oh, Idaho! Idaho. Ohio earlier. Did I? I I totally meant Idaho. Clearwater National Forest, Idaho. Okay, that makes way more sense. I was wondering how those connected now. Yeah, like, why is it flying over Ohio to get to Atlanta? Uh, it has to go to, uh, I believe, uh, St. Louis initially yeah. to refuel, and then I don't, I think it was going to Atlanta after that. Well, I can tell you well, this. Yeah, that makes more sense. Was that, uh, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, if there's one state that plane can crash into, it should be Ohio. <laughs> the birthplace of aviation. <laughs> there's so much Ohio to crash into, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> You'll uh, hit, watch it! Watch it hit Hangar 18. You'll hit a cornfield or a Gap outlet, one or the other, because that's all. Or Ohio soybean. Is. Don't forget soybean. <laughs> They're true. Just, Sorry for all of our I'm not. I'm from could've Illinois. You're the same as me. Could have gone down to fucking Texas, which means we get to drive around a goddamn desert until we find it. Now, Patrick, would you like to weigh in on Ohio? <laughs> My main uh, exposure to Ohio is, I think, Kasich is from there. Um, and Noah occasionally posts about how much he hates about Ohio I, in the chat. Yeah. Like, he'll just post a picture of some uh, undifferentiated horizon and be like, fuck this place. I'm like, just, <laughs> yes. Noah, that's just the corn. sky. Um, you can't say fuck the sky, Noah. That's just, oh, oh, trust me, I can and I will. There's <laughs> soldiers there, and Nixon's coming. We're finally on our own. Okay, okay. Let's get back on back on track. All right. Um, so, yeah, the the flight carrying the uh, all of the samples and the majority of the documentation uh, has gone down in Idaho. Oh boy. So, okay. Here's the timeline we've been able to sort of put together so far. Doctor Crazy Pants is researching something in his Crazy Pants house lab. It gets to the stage where it's able to grow teeth and bite him. Um, in turn, he appears to spread the infection to his girlfriend. And there's a third, and I believe that the feet you info-dumped yeah. me off scene comes from the yeah. escaped specimen, which might well have originally been a neighborhood pet. But it had, like, misshapen human feet, so maybe this is something <laughs> like Infant size, pre, I mean, like post embryotic kind of, I don't know, maybe this is a culture of something? I don't know. Possibly there's a lot of potential research specimens. He might have been running an off the books abortion clinic and researching specimens there. You're welcome for that image, by the way. I, I played South Park the video game. I'm, I'm yeah. there with you. Um, so from there, we can, inch, we can infer that this is infectious. 
we can infer that it has passed two birds because they pecked his corpse. There are some yeah. people on the chat that I don't recognize. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we've just learned that a plane has gone down carrying specimens of infection. Now we've taken care of the birds as far as we know, best we're able. I think we need to go to Idaho. Oh, I think we need to go with a flamethrower. Yeah. Road trip. Uh, okay. So uh, I'll say that with, with that information dump, you have all uh, reconvened together uh, at your uh, hotel. Madeline, the fun crows. Uh, yeah, what did you what did you do with the bag of dead birds? <laughs> I give it to you as a gift. Oops. I would first lead off with the stick, saying, "So this was something interesting." And then here's the, and then I would hand the one, and then I would pull up the one that had the hand growing out of the chest, and like, and here's something even more interesting. <laughs> I would just be, like, in their face, like, here's a hand crow. Okay, so uh, everybody who is exposed to the bird, uh, give me a sand check. Oh, yeah, uh, it was uh, a... I've already seen the birds. It was a dog that was uh, the missing flyer, right? Yes, uh, a spaniel of some sort. Yeah. Do I need uh, to make a sand roll? Uh, you, didn't, the- you weren't close to the hand bird, so you didn't make a, a sand check initially. So now that everybody is in a confined space, and can easily tell that it is a bird with three fingers. Oh, we all got to do uh, it now? Yeah. I am definitely not being cautious about this. I'm like, we're by ourselves. I'm just like, so hand bird, this this what we're dealing with. So uh, Also, there's likely a dog that's growing fingers. It might be worth seeing if anyone's recently had a lost dog come home because then that might be another place where the infection's supposed to heal. I doubt the birds were going to go home. So No, I mean, if we're sort of operating on the assumption that the dogs went to Crazy Pants Lab hmm. as yeah. test oh, subjects. Speaking of, I'm going to show this? Patrick uh, footprints. Those are footprints. Thank you for showing me them. Um, so hold on. Who passed and who failed the sand check? I got 55 out of 55, so I passed. Okay. 47 out of 55, I passed. 26 out of 63. So, if you still take one. Everybody deals with Hanford better than I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you pass, you, t- you only take one. Um, now, uh, anybody, uh, I would say who, does anybody have like a decent forensic skill? Oh, uh, above 30. <laughs> uh, oh, no. I have survival. <laughs> like I've been around birds. That's uh, okay. Uh, I know, uh, Dr. Gould has uh, some pretty good biology. Yeah, biology, genetics, medicine, and first aid. All right. I will say with all of that, you'd, you would make the connection, hey, this is a hand. There might be fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a hand. <laughs> Let's do it. That's the bird. I like that. 
So <laughs> you could potentially fingerprint the bird and have it run through. We don't need to have it run through anything. We just need a sample of the hand in the jar. Because that's our other... the bird. That's what I said. Well, I was... the bird. Yeah. You could get a sample. You could get fingerprints and run them through uh, NSIT or the... Sure. Department so, of Defense or something like that. So when you flip the bird, you really flip the bird. Uh? Well, someone had to do it. No, just no. <laughs> Bad. Sorry. Okay. So there's that. Now what else were? What else was? What else did you guys want to see about you? Ah, uh, call whoever our handler is and see if we can get somebody to watch that lady's house. Because if her animal is missing and something walked away from that, it may come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we need to have animal attack reports in the area. Okay. Like a stakeout kind of with somebody else. Sounds good. Look out for the cocker spaniel. <laughs> the evil cocker spaniel. Uh, a king. Uh, okay, he changes it. It becomes a it's King a, Charles. He calls it a King Charles spaniel, and then later he calls it a King Charles terrier. So. Which I don't believe. Either way, it doesn't sound big and threatening. But guess what? It's the mythos. It doesn't have to be. It's, it is a dog. It's a dog with shifty yeah. eyes. He's dog. Uh, so there's oh, that. Oh yeah, that's what that's called. Okay. So you want to put uh, you want to put some local police on uh, missing animal watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would make the suggestion of just doing it as a uh, potential uh, vector, et cetera, et cetera. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're worried that local animals might have been eating the medical waste being left yeah, by the lab. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and that'll be a... I can't remember the footprints fucked up or are they just tiny? I don't remember. No, they're fucked up. <sighs> yeah, there are child-sized footprints that do not look quite like child footprints. They have uh, different sized toes. They kind of go in weird directions, stuff like that. Almost like fingers are growing out of a dog's paw. Or at least that's the mental assumption I'm going on. That could work. Do we? Do we say we were going to try to get an ID on the bird? Yeah, fingerprints. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're going to do that. You can do that. I handed um, that off, and I started doing Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um. Our your FBI guy can uh, run that for you. You can have that sent off for uh, examination. Uh, anything else before the, the close of the day? Oh, um, Madeline is with, uh, the... I got two syllables in that one. Torn okay, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. Um, we need to give him the evidence bag with, or map on the evidence bag with the torn glove with the sample on it and okay. uh, the blood that we got. Hmm. What, okay, cool. yeah. So okay. they can uh, they can give you that. They can give you the uh, the samples from the uh, the biohazard case. Which which way were the footprints going? Uh, it's really hard to tell. There was just a trail of footprints um, from uh, the. I believe the from the lab door uh, out, making an arc out to the hallway, and then out the front door. It's yeah. all the places in this community. Do all the places? It's like 
is there any abandoned places or is there sheds or something like that if you want to check that uh, before there we... could potentially be sheds and stuff like that but it's it's like a a like a middle to upper middle class like yeah. house like so, neighborhood since I'm there after we've disposed of the bodies and stuff like that is there any way that I could use like would you accept survival or anything or search or anything like that to see if I could See if the tracks made it outside in which direction they went, possibly. If uh, not, it's cool. I would say that. Excuse me. I would say that uh, you could, but you would lose the the tracks fairly quickly because they're they're very light footprints, and like once it kind of gets into the grass, it. I do have that light. Uh, if that I, is if true. I, if I did this in the evening, uh, maybe there's there is some potential there. Yes. Okay. So unless we have to just dart off right now to Idaho, which honestly I've flown through from Seattle to Idaho, so it's not like really that long. No, it's flight. it's literally like the next day over. It's not that that bad. Um, so you want to see about getting a trip out to the middle of nowhere, Idaho. Yeah. Yes. Well, hang on, hang on. Should, should we, should we say to Delta Green, like, big outbreak in Idaho, go cover that while we try to stamp out the source of infection here? Or, or what do you think we should do with that? Which I think the source of the problem is... Because as, as, as far as I can see, we currently have two sites of active infection. One here and one in Idaho. And we can't be in two places at once. I think we should wait, uh, just to weigh in my thoughts here, I think that we should probably just go ahead and wait and see what our ID of our fingerprints are, because maybe that will, like, that would give us a person. That would give us a reference point. Like, of course, we could go to Idaho and get that information as well, but that's kind of what I'm wanting to base everything on, is what the fingerprints are. Like, Unless we could do some super <laughs> top, well, I'm sorry, I fidget. It's a smoker thing or ex-smoker thing. But um, uh, unless we can ID like the provider of the money for who was doing all this, uh, uh, supporting this man's uh, scientific endeavors, I feel like that the what I'm assuming would be a cloned human being would be a maybe a reference point. I don't know. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, right now, there's probably a very small group of infected here. And the problem is the uh, the plane with the vector stuff went down in a national forest. Mm. There are lots more animals to uh, get involved you could argue that. You could also argue that it's less densely populated than even a suburb. Um, no, yeah, that's wrong. It's just it's a matter of this. This current site is is going to be much closer to a densely populated urban area, and if we're mapping things epidemiologically, yeah. uh, that's priority one. We need to stop that getting to because once it gets to an urban center like that, it basically impossible to stop a full-blown outbreak. 
Yeah, so I guess we just call Delta Green and tell them, hey, send someone to keep an eye on this forest. We'll deal with what's on the ground here. Uh, okay, so you, you contact your, your handlers in the program. Uh, you let them know that there is uh, potential uh, crossover with the down uh, Flight 191 uh, secure uh, in the, uh, the forest of Idaho. Um, they will have uh, some friendlies or um, an agent or two installed in the search and rescue crew, but um, they're kind of stretched thin in the area, so um, they can only do so much for so long, uh, and whenever you uh, so long, whenever you finish up your investigation and this side, you can head out there. Good. Um, the fingerprints will take at least a day to get back. Yeah. That takes some time. Let's just get it. Let's just get a red eye flight in after I get to look for the baby. Can you do a quick eyeball comparison against the prints from um, Dr. Tibbold? Because we have his hand. Uh, so yeah, the fingerprints do not match. Okay. So we're not growing more Tibbolds, that's fine. No. Well, I mean, it's less specifically awful. Uh, uh, but still generally awful. <laughs> okay. And nobody has accounting, correct? Nobody has oh. accounting. Can we bureaucracy uh, it? Just in base. Yeah, I've got bureaucracy at 40. Because, like, that... Because we still need to follow the trail of where he got his equipment from. Yeah. That could also lead us to any other sites he might have. Because, as I say, ARD 15 might imply ARDs 1 through 14. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, but you oh, can employment get history. This guy is uh, a doctor. He has a doctorate. Uh, employment history. Okay. Um, so yeah, you can employment get education. Yeah. Where does he? Uh, where does some he pretty easy uh, information on uh, Doctor Greaves just through uh, government contacts. Um, Born in Ithaca, New York in 1956, Dr. Tybalt Greaves was recruited out of a teaching position in Nor- at Northwestern University's genetics program in uh, 1985 uh, by DARPA. Uh, oh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he left his life behind uh, at Northwestern University and moved to Virginia. Uh, where he worked for many years, basically from 1985 to about uh, 2001. Um, <laughs> uh, when he uh, he had, you get very little information on, uh, about him. Between that time period, he does things like, you know, he pays his taxes, stuff like that, but you don't get much more than that. Um, from that point, uh, after 2001, uh, he moves uh, back to, he moves out to the Pacific Northwest, um, filed uh, 
a couple of patents uh, and licensed them out to uh, several large, like a uh, uh, bioengineering and and medical firms, things like that. Uh, which basically made it. him, yeah, it basically made him a, a, a multimillionaire. Um, <laughs> uh, and then from 2001 to 2010, uh, Reeves didn't do too much, but pretty much exist. He spent his money, um, bought the affection of men, of uh, women, strippers, porn stars, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, and eventually began seeing Amanda Griffin, um, who was a stripper at Rose's Gentleman's Club. Um, uh, and that is a uh, by 2010 she became uh, his exclusive girlfriend and lived in his house. Uh, Greaves's paper trail uh, completely legal. He has social security number, bank records stretching back to 2001, IRS, IRS records, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, he has a degree and graduate degree from Northwestern in molecular biology, genetics, and biochemistry. Uh, um, he has filed one patent for his anti-ABD blood typing process uh, and nothing else, um, but has ex- executed several legal agreements surrounding it. Um, he appears to invest his own money and has a net worth of nearly $21 million and no debt. Um, <clears throat> also, oddly enough, uh, he appears to do his own taxes, uh, and he does them very meticulously. Um, as far as you can tell, that they are honest and up to date. Um, okay, anything, so financed. Yep. Uh, anything between uh, the years of 1985 and 2001 is spotty. However, like I mentioned, <clears throat> that's around the time he's worked the down. So, mm-hmm. if if we're able to kill time before a flight or something like that, I would like to look into the uh, life of the. Uh, Local girl he married that would be a nice good connection. Like, sir, for they example, married. yeah, they're just a live in girlfriend. Okay, I'd like to research her and see if she has family nearby or something like that. Maybe we could find out more about this mystery man. Okay, uh, yeah, you get her information pretty easily as well. Uh, born in Olympia, Washington in 1990, Amanda Griffin was a popular and well liked member of Olympia High School, um, who suddenly fled the town in 2007. Uh, just a year later, she was stripping in the SeaTac corridor, moving between clubs. Um, this fact is pretty well known in her hometown. Um, digging a little deeper, uh, you find that uh, Griffin's mother, Ophelia Tunney, divorced Amanda's father in 2006 and took up with Emil Artenza, uh, a trucker with a history of sexual assault, um, having spent time in prison in Alabama for attempted rape in 1982. Um Artenza still lives with Tani in the house that Griffin grew up in. In Olympia? Yes. Hmm. Maybe Olympia, should... Washington, which is... Uh, About an hour and a half from Seattle, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's, it's down the coast a ways. That's where Courtney uh, uh, Love is from, by the way. Just FYI. There's also a ranted song about it. Uh, uh, so you can easily put it together, but uh, Griffin fled home due to the voice of her mother's boyfriend, um, but it's at this point, you know, uh, six, seven years on is almost impossible to prove. Um, well, we got, uh, we, in, we do have leverage though. 
like we could go in there and um, like if we decided to go to Olympia, maybe we could get get him to spill the beans or something like that because he is a uh, somebody who's been like you know brought up with sexual assault and stuff like that. So I mean that would be kind of a, a wedge of sorts. Spill the beans about what though? He's not going to know much about advanced biogenetics and the spread of just, just a character. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth it. Uh, in the stripping scene in the Seattle area, Griffin was well known and considered a good worker as well as a friendly one. She had many repeat customers. Um, in 2009, after after less than a year at the job, she found the one air quotes uh, and older man who was filthy rich and who wanted to take her away from all of this. Doctor Tibalt Greaves uh, for all of his for all of her faults, Amanda did care for Greaves and looked after him with great affection. Um, uh, and in exchange, Greaves financed her lifestyle. Um, she had a new car every year, uh, endless shopping trips, handbags worth tens of thousands of dollars and more. Um, it appears that the line that Greaves drew was they could not buy any huge houses or anything like that. Um, they couldn't really be publicly rich, you know, huge mansions and, and things like that. It was... You know, leasing out new cars, stuff like that. So he had a nice amount of uh, income that he didn't want to flaunt. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for all, of, from as far as you can tell, from the neighbors and stuff like that, uh, uh, the Greaves household was up to his neck in debt. Um, da, da, da. Uh, apparently, Griffin isn't cheap. Yeah. Uh, as far as you can tell from like some some minor records griffin returned to olympia twice uh and then uh, they appear to be a uh a happy couple for several years um never saw them from time to time uh and uh appear to just kind of make up stories about being the the midlife crisis that lives next door um Griffin would, however, uh, come and go at odd hours um, and supposedly had other boyfriends on the side. But whether or not this was uh, real public information or Greaves knew about is unknown. Okay. Uh, so that's what you've got on all of that. Sweet. Uh, how late can everybody go, by the way? I can go forever. It's getting yeah. pretty late at this side of the pond, to be honest. Even for someone who works nights. Okay. But uh, so, I mean, uh, if you'd good. like, we can take a break here and start up with you guys flying out to Idaho. Uh, if you don't have anything else you would like to do first. Hmm. Uh, I'm cool with whatever. Uh, if we want to break here, that's fine. Uh, I can't think of anything to discuss. I just wanted to see if I could track the trail or see how far I can track the trail leading from the house with the uh, lights, unless uh, the environment would have destroyed the trail by the end. Uh, at this point, like you, you can't get too far tracking okay. the, the the materials. Most okay. of it kind of stops once they get uh, outside. I, I, can I make? Can I at least do a? Uh, well, I'm not the persuade guy. I was just curious if I, if I could call 
that woman's uh, uh, the woman's mother and oh, Miss Tunney. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if I can call them. Uh, you would be able to. Uh, what are you What are you going for? I want to speak to the man because I mean she doesn't seem like. Obviously, she's probably been told of the death of her daughter, and she's distraught and stuff like that. So I'm calling, banking on the fact that this man is going to answer the telephone for his grieving wife. And when he does, I am going to introduce myself and say that I would like to uh, have an off-the-record conversation with him for just a moment. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that that is easy enough to do. Okay. So you want to role play this out? Um, sure. So yeah, he he answers the phone. Uh, hello, uh, who is this? Hello, my name is uh, my name is Hudson, and I am calling on behalf of uh, the investigation into the death of, and I forgot the woman's name, but I stated Amanda Griffith. Uh, Amanda, I would, uh, I, I realize your wife is probably grieving right now and I do not want to trap her with this, uh, query, but I was curious if you could spare me a few moments. Um, it's, it's getting awfully late, I, I suppose. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I'm trying to keep this as impersonal, stressing that as possible. I want to take up 10 minutes of your time, sir. Oh, all right. Well, what, what do you what do you what do you want to know? What's up, with old man, younger woman, stripper, all that? What's the deal? Like, what can you tell me about him? What about it? Like, uh, I, I mean, he, <sighs> she, he, he wore like he he only came over one time with her, um, and, uh. He, you know, we were we were talking, and he, I mean, he he wore like you know a hundred thousand dollar watch, you know, something like real fancy. I, I definitely know the look. Um, and you know, we were just talking and everything like that, and then, uh, he he took me aside, and uh, he uh, he he explained that he could might help me get a bilateral. Or me or some shit. Um, I'm gonna lean over to um, Patrick's character and go and ask him what a bilateral whatever mastectomy. Ooh, the, wait, I know what a mastectomy is. Never mind. It's it's the removal of both testicles. Um, uh, he then and then he just smiled at me and went back to the table like nothing happened. I mean, I I shut my mouth. The, he seemed dead serious. And now he's dead. Okay. Well, th- thank you for your time. If you can think of anything that would aid us in this investigation into the causes of uh, both these individuals' deaths, it would be greatly appreciated by local law enforcement. If I mean, Yeah, if, if you need anything, you can find us. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. And, uh, you take care of your grieving wife now. And then when I hang up, I'm like a sick son of a bitch. 
Um, then I relay the information, and apparently um, he threatened to cut the uh, father, his uh, girlfriend's fa- uh, stepfather's balls off, which um, kind of uh, cements the uh, sexual assault deal. But um, no, no, uh, Artenza, the the stepfather, yeah, had been accused of sexual assault. But I thought you said that uh, everybody thought that he, she fled. Right. From yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay. okay, I'm looking into it a bit too deep, but I think I'm getting the gist of it all the same. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll relay that this man's a piece of shit, and the ma- the corpse in question um, threatened to uh, do things to him, but there's nothing else with that lead. Glad I didn't okay. fly to Olympia to find that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, okay, is there anything else? I can't think of any, but that might just be because it's 4.30. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, okay, so I guess we'll go ahead and call it here. Um, Take us thank home, you. Noah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all that. for, for yeah. playing, um, and we will get back up next time. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye.